Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Dear Moon to Moon listener, it's Britain. The moon is in Taurus. It's a Tuesday. I had thought that I would record this yesterday for the moon's day, but with it being a holiday and kids at home, I just allowed myself to be on holiday with the kids at home. <laughs> So it's a Mars Day episode from Moon to Moon. And that's that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mars. So thank you, Mars, for watching over this episode, which is dedicated to the moon. I haven't done... I don't really do a lot of like... Um, astro education episodes. I, I tend to trust that astro- astrology education is like all through this and it's just like coming through osmosis and it's just folded in and that as the listener you're you're picking up on things maybe without you even realizing that you're quote-unquote learning (laughs) and it just felt like a good time to do an episode for the moon as you know I'm in promo for moon to moon the course if you're listening to this near broadcasting time I assume that you know that (laughs) And for me, like promos is this really energizing time where I feel like what I'm doing, like what I want to do is be like, it's almost like backstage ritual to like pump myself up, you know, like I'm back here, like my knees are bent. I'm in like a a warrior's dance, you know. I may be like running in place. I'm like pumping energy up. I'm like hooting and hollering and growling and making all kinds of noises and chants. (laughs) I like to see promo as just like this like pump it up period um, where I just like actually drumming energy up. And I'm just like bathing in the pulse of this drumbeat energy that is the energy of the container. And that what I, and then what I find is that in really doing that and committing to it and having a blast with it, then really the energy just runs itself for the rest of the time. Like once we're in the container, there's just so much there that it's just it feels really easeful to just lay down like this is this is what we're doing here together. And I love the idea too that with promo like anything that I may be putting out is yes like part of promo. Yes, because I'm pumping myself up and this is what I want to do. But it's also like timeless. Like I'm not, I'm interested in doing things in whether it's here or whether it's in Instagram or like notes to my mailing list. I'm interested in creating things that stand through time and 
can be interesting and helpful to people whenever they're listening to it. So when I was thinking about another episode to do, I just felt like, you know, I would love to just have an episode where I talk about the moon and the chart. I talk about the moon and astrology and we're going to get into this stuff in the moon to moon class. But if you find this episode and you're not going to take the class or you've missed the class, like this is a chance for you to listen to me riff on the moon and the chart. Um, If you resonate with my approach to astrology if you've had readings with me, it, you know, if you just like the way I speak astrology and you're interested in learning about astrology and learning about the moon in your chart or how to read the moon in other people's charts, then then I hope this is supportive to you. Um, certainly when I was learning, I was always doing searches for like moon in the chart, moon in the 10th, moon in Capricorn, like my, my moon, you know, like, and then if I'd have clients, my first clients, I was always like looking at what, what do other people say about moon and Sagittarius? You know, like what have other people said about moon in the eighth, just to make sure like someone could back me up on my hunches, you know, like I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, and so Yeah, the thought of this being helpful to somebody else in that way just is really sweet to me. I don't really have a plan per use. I just know that I'll start talking because, and just, it'll be great. Because the moon is definitely a favorite a favorite part of astrology for me and just I don't know that I've ever held space for someone where we haven't dropped into this really profound space when we engage with the moon in their chart it's just an endlessly rich zone you can never have all the answers you cannot ever like know a hundred percent of the meaning of your moon because it like all points in the chart fluctuates with time and different perspectives across time space so in this episode we're not trying to exhaust anything um we're just dancing with it for a little bit because it will be pleasurable and because maybe it will be supportive. I did want to speak a little bit about things going on in my world. I'm a very busy person right now, and I am so glad, so glad that Venus is now direct. Um, I feel like, I don't know about y'all, but I just have been feeling like these days around Venus stationing direct, that was Sunday evening for Mainland USA, Um, so much is just becoming clear. Now, I wouldn't say that that it's comfortable. (laughs) Because sometimes clarity hurts. But I'll take um, uncomfortable clarity or over uncomfortable confusion. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um... I just feel like I'm learning so much about myself. I think it's the Leo component of this, you know. Um, I think that we do a lot. I think that we do a lot to not see ourselves, you know. I think that some of that is ancestral it's not even ours but some of it is what we learned when we were young that's all very lunar just right there um but yeah the the degree to which 
um, like when I suddenly do see myself and then I realize the degree to which I hadn't been seeing, it's like, it can be very, um, unnerving, you know, it's like, whoa, what else am I not seeing? <laughs> but, um, I do think there's a timing to it and these retrogrades, that's what they help us with. You know, this is what they help us with. So thank you, Venus. And um, we're still in class with Venus for several more weeks as Venus begins to build a little speed and then go over slowly the degrees um, of the retrograde. So we still have a few weeks left of clarity returning. Um, Not loads of clarity because Venus is being ruled by a Mercury retrograde. And if you're wondering, that's because Venus is in Leo, so ruled by the sun, but then the sun is in Virgo. And so the sun that's ruling the Venus in Leo is itself being ruled by Mercury retrograde. And so um, we're going to have a Kazemi tomorrow, which is when Mercury and the sun meet. And that will be the second, we'll be then into the second half of the retrograde for Mercury. And I do find more clarity on veils in these next parts. Um, But that's just me. You know, what I found with my students is that it's quite personal, the the stages of um, clarity and confusion that we can have in our experience with Mercury with these retrogrades. So for me, it feels like I begin to have more clarity, even if it's uncomfortable um, after the Sun-Mercury conjunction, the second half of the retrograde, and then even more with the stationing direct and forward motion, which will be, um, I guess, in like a couple of weeks, week and a half. Um yeah. So yeah, I, I'm holding a lot. I have the moon to moon course beginning on Sunday. And, um, this has just been a exquisite, like very, um, I would say like mature feeling promo experience and um it just felt very effective in the right places and the energetics have been clear and because of that from the very first person now I don't know everybody who's enrolled but the names I see coming in are like whoa cool wow, like, y'all, I'm so excited to have you with us. Um, It's a really, really outstanding group of human beings. Even for those of you who aren't going to be live, which is totally fine for this container, like, we'll feel you, and I really appreciate having your energy with us. Um, I've got several of y'all who I've known since early in my work and um, it's just really moving and um, we're not done Um, if you want to join us just come by Sunday and then um, and then we begin And then we begin together and it's going to be three modules with weeks off in between um, September 11th through November 20, which is my daughter's birthday, my Scorpio daughter. So um, I think I've said enough about the class um, over time. If you are just hearing this, you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Uh, I'll have the link to the course page 
and I'm encouraging you to listen to the last two episodes, the ones preceding this one. The one about the moonlit path with Rebecca Paget will be especially helpful because Rebecca is the co-facilitator of this class and will be teaching the um, intuitive and psychic uh, skills and practices that are part of this whole experience. And I know for many of you that may be like why you want to do this, you know. It's a really unique class because um, you're invited into like my whole moon universe, which connects a lot of different topics, a lot of which will want you to do to, to just let yourself be molted some, like let yourself uh, release shedding some of the ways that the past gets so sticky to us that it's difficult to be participants in present time the way we want, like other parts of us want to be, you know? And so along with that molting and releasing, we will be fortifying you with these life-changing skills, these tools of intuition because while we're all intuitive and while we're all psychic, these are also parts of us that just want to be trained, you know? And like training means learning and, and training means practicing and training means feeling ridiculous because you're new at something. <laughs> and, and it means watching yourself stop feeling ridiculous as you come into your own, own ways of doing things and growing confidence in yourself. And intuition is self-trust and you learn to trust yourself because you keep showing up, you know, that's kind of the nature of the whole deal. So that's happening. Unshaming Virgo is coming up. Um, I haven't been able to talk about it as much. I'm just in a real trust fall with that. I, I am going to be doing some Instagram promo for Unshaming Virgo. I'm excited to do that. I'm just very in with my guidance right now. And I'm very in executing and like doing the admin stuff. And I'm very in being a parent and back to school. <laughs> so I'm just let I'm going to push Unshaming Virgo promo off till mostly after we've gotten immune to moon going. And, um, so you'll get to see that some of that razzmatazz in Instagram coming because, um, because I want to a B, um, Virgo's a good one, y'all. You already know this. Virgo is so interesting to me because we just shame all of it. You know, we shame not being Virgo enough and we shame being too Virgo. You know what I mean? Like, is there an appropriate level of Virgo that we're comfortable with? I'd like to find this, like, culturally, you know? Like, we can't seem to do Virgo correctly. And so I just want to interrogate all that, you know? I just want to put a big fat question mark on all of this shame and shake it up and clear distortions and get really messy with it. Virgo matters a lot to me as they all do. Um, Virgo rising is the most um, popular. I guess the word would be popular. It's the most represented. It's the most represented, I would say, among my student and client community, I see a lot of Virgo Risings, and I love y'all. <laughs> um, and I am often asked if I'm a Virgo, which is kind of hilarious on the one hand, because I'm such a Pisces. I've got Pisces, Sun, Mercury, and um, Venus all in tw the 12th house, which is a spicy in place. Um, but I think that's because a, my Capricorn, Capricorn's also earth, Virgo's earth. So my cap moon can be understood as Virgo. Um, and also 
I have found it to be true that when we have a lot of placements in one sign, we just very naturally, we don't need astrology for this. We just naturally lean to the polarity to balance ourselves. And when you're a very Piscean 12th house person and you have a moon in the 10th that wants you to do a good job and be um, basically uh, applauded for like what, how well you're showing up in the world, you know, you, you have to learn how to go Virgo because for me, like, I think I learned really early that my Piscean parts were, were really not very helpful to me, uh, in school, you know, like they weren't going to help me make an A on the test. Um, they were going to be a problem. So, um, just kind of naturally I leaned very into my moon and, and the polarity to my Pisces and into the Virgo parts of me to like uh, kind of hyper vigilant uh, get control over the vastness of my Pisces self so I could just like, sh- you know, turn things in on time. <laughs> um So I've had a lot of like working with the Virgo parts of me to identify like where they're really afraid, you know, like my Virgo parts are very afraid of doing a bad job. And um, I would like to get into some of that too, because I I think that that's something most of us share. And then the latest exciting drop is that I have a new offering, like another brand new offering. It's a small group offering, so I'm only looking to magnetize a small group of people. And it's going to be, or it is, a sibling container to my spring magician's table offering that I've now done three years, and that's Um, something that many listeners have heard me talk about the magician's tables, kind of a big deal. It's, um, this wonder of an offering that landed into my field and that I've been stewarding and, uh, it helps me meet all kinds of incredible, credible people and watch them transform before my eyes. And so the spring offering is going to stay. I will be doing it again next spring. That one's called The Magician's Table, a workshop circle for emerging readers. And it's especially excellent for the very, very, very many people out there who want to have the audacity to name themselves as as magical people. They want to practice having an offering to give to others with the modality or combination of modalities that they're really into and have this opportunity to basically find out what kind of empowerment comes to you when you allow yourself to be vulnerable by basically allowing yourself to be yourself and be seen as yourself. The medicine of it is really simple, but it is a profound offering. What's coming this fall as the sibling offering where the, where the workshop circle is following the spring equinox. This is going to be following the autumn equinox. So starting um, at the beginning of Libra season, it's going to be called or is called the magician's table. Wait for it. (laughs) Vulture coven. The Magician's Table, Vulture Coven, following the exquisite design of the spring offering, it will have 12 participants max, plus a 13th reader who is Samar Jade, who I'll be having on Moon to Moon in a couple of weeks. And it will be from We'll have an initiatory weekend, the September 23rd weekend, where we'll meet up, get to say hello to one another, and um, get really inspired and do some exercises together to move the energy around. 
And then we'll be meeting on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern for an hour and a half. For most of most Wednesdays through December 6th, starting, I guess that's the 27th, September 27th to December 6th with a couple weeks off in there. Um, and it's going to be specifically designed for mystics who want more. So this is like more visibility, more money, more, um, connection to your channel, more confidence in your offering, more, um, magnetism for your community but it's a life death life class. So we're also looking at having more failure, having more disappointment, having more fear, having more loss, having more of a sense of um, confusion. And it's we're we're it it is not a space that's going to be all just about like growing your following, you know, like making tons of money, six figures, you know, like no. <laughs> it's going to be a feast on all the things of life and we're going to do it together in community and vulture magic um, which is a framework that I've been talking about for over two years many listeners are aware of vulture magic I'm going to talk about it in an episode that I'll put out next week um it's going to be a vulture magic space for creative people, mystical people, magical people, those people who put out an intuitive art of some kind that's an offering to another, to a, a community, to another person. And um, there will be workshopping pairings like there is in the spring class. Um, so what that offering is, is very open. So um, I'll talk about it more next week, but if you if your interest is piqued, I would like you to just email me and just say like, you know, is, I do this, does that count? Because it very well might. I have a course page that I'll be linking. And from there, you can go to the application because I, just like the spring class, I'm doing applications. It checks for resonance. And it also acts as a spell for your naming, what you want. Very, very catalyzing. So it is a limited space. Seats have already filled, um, but there's still room. I'm giving first dibs. To, for these seats to Magician's Table Spring alums. So what you can put in your application if you're not an alum at any time, but I won't look at non-alum applications until September 15th. On September 15th, I will read them in the order that they've come in and start letting people know that the spot is theirs or not, and then we will begin. So this is a very intimate space with me. Um, it's a high, high quality peer group. These are people like you who, if you're attracted to it, that you, you share something with these people. Um, and what's most profound about the Magician's Table has been the kind of community it makes. It's sort of the unexpected massive treasure that of the gift of magician's table is finding these new friends and colleagues to share your magical self with so it's um it's a different frequency than the spring class this frequency is very fierce this is vulture magic you know it's a very fierce frequency, super honest, super honest space this will be. Uh, it's very uh, Taurus, Scorpio, Taurus energy. Um, 
So, you know, we're in Mars Venus space here. It's that's aliveness. That is aliveness. It's creativity. And um we're gonna like bump up into things together and um feast together. The whole like uh, the idea of feasting is really taken on this huge life for me in the frequency of what this wants to be. And, um, yeah, inviting people who are, like, hungry for that. Uh, it's going to be deeply expansive, just as it will be also deeply shedding. And it is going to help you get up close and personal to your fears and your desires for more from this from this life so how does that feel (laughs) it's it's kind of my zone y'all I think all my offerings have this you know energy but um this one is pretty erotic I would say um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you want to get closer to the erotic in yourself, um, and I don't just mean sexual, I'm talking about wildness and aliveness. Um, come play with us. So, yeah, so it's just going to be one cohort of 12, and um, not all 12 seats are open at this moment. So, um, Reach out if you have any questions. I can't wait to see your application. And uh, tune in to the next episode where I get much deeper into like what is vulture magic in ways that will be supportive to you whether you join or not. Okay, so I think what I'm going to do is pause so I can give um, a moment for a musical interlude. Cheers. It was the moon that claimed me first. That is how I start my book, Living Astrology, that will be coming out. I just found out March 5th, 2024, the day after my birthday, my 45th birthday. I think 45th, right? Am I 45 now? (laughs) Shit. Y'all, I think I may be 45 now. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oops. I think I wrote somewhere it'll be my 45th. No. It's going to be my 46th birthday. That is so funny. That hasn't really happened since like my early 30s. I used to always get so confused about how old I was. Um, Okay, I'm 45, turns out. Anyway, (laughs) I looked it up and it will be a moon in Capricorn when the book is published, which is super sweet because, as you may know, my natal moon is in Capricorn. And as you may know, um, part of my story, I share this in the Moon to Moon workbook um, in the introduction that um, this summer of 2017, the way I phrase it is the moon started talking to me. And the moon started talking to me uh, on a night of a full moon in Capricorn it was cancer season and I only knew that looking back in time 
because uh, at the time that the moon started talking to me, I had no, I like, astrology was nowhere near my space, like nowhere near my space. It soon would be, but um, I just knew in this moment that that moon really wanted my attention. It was just a visceral, um, it was annoying. And um, yeah, things started to get really mystical as I began to pay attention to the moon. Um, and uh began listening to my intuition more. I was taking intuitive training. And so my ch- my intuition just as a channel just like got unclogged basically very quickly. And as I could hear myself for maybe the first time since since a long time since a long time before um I just began to know things like this has to change and this has to change and this is what I want and this is what I don't want and um all of that was quite frightening because it meant facing being confusing to people disappointing people but um I was so fortified in my intuitive skills building and in my trust practices with something talking to me beyond myself that I felt confident in facing people being disappointed in me for the first time, you know, maybe ever. So, um, one thing led to the next and I got my chart and, uh, I was, um, as you, you may have heard me speak to this, like when my brother sent me a PDF of my chart, I was just like, what is this? Like, huh? I, I couldn't believe it, you know, just, think to the first time you ever saw your chart that's saying something about me these symbols like what are they what are they why what are they saying to each other you know and just feeling like i know i can read this i just i just need someone to help me remember how to and um One of the first things I did as a self-taught astrologer, I eventually did undergo formal teaching, uh, uh, working. I was an apprentice for Adam Summer, who many of you may know. Adam's podcast is Holes to Heavens. Um, but a year and a half before I even started with Adam, I was just I was self-taught, and I had clients as a self-taught astrologer, and my first initiation into like, what is the moon was, um, my, my two most important first, uh, sources for learning astrology. I've spoken this here many times. One is Carolyn W. Casey's audio book, visionary activist astrology. And there's a chapter for each of the planets. So there's a whole planet moon chapter, and um, that was a way in. And then Demetra George and Douglas Block's workbook. This is the beginning of me being into workbooks. Um, as many of you know, I, I self-publish workbooks. And um, what they do is they, like, page by page, help you understand each planetary placement. And so this was a revelation in so many ways. Um, But all I had ever known is that I was a Pisces sun. 
I thought that's all there was to know. I didn't know that there were charts. <laughs> and um, I resonate with a lot of things about Pisces, but there are lots of things that like don't describe me about Pisces. Well, duh, because you're your whole chart, you know, but I didn't, I never knew that. And there's a lot of misinformation about astrology out in the world. Shocking because it's a much, um, ashamed and, um, a wisdom tradition and it's very taboo. So, um, learning about my moon was incredible. Um, the way I first learned it is still to me very much a helpful way to think about it which is that the moon is about emotional safety and security. Emotional safety and security. It's about what we do, what we, um, what motivates us to feel emotionally safe and secure, loved and validated. So this is really important because we cute humans, like nearly everything we do is about getting emotional safety and security, love and validation. But because it's emotional, and we are emotionally unskilled people because the feeling realm has been deeply invalidated by our culture. We're all like immature people about our emotions. And so to even understand these behaviors that we have, these motivations that we have to establish our, our safety and security are in many ways very unconscious to us. Like we, we don't even recognize that we're being motivated to, to act certain ways, to do certain things. So it's unseen by us. And so we have these like quirks and these weird things about us that people can really pick up on when they like live near us and they're really watching us and they can feel, they can feel this like motor in us that's trying to get that security, you know, they can feel the, the defenses, the insecurities, the uncertainties that are connected to like safety, not safety. And these are really important parts of us. And it's difficult to feel, I found, like we're like flourishing and alive and participating in our lives vibrantly and like living our sun placement. If we feel um, unsure and unsafe about, um, about where we are emotionally and if we're not sure that we're loved and we're not sure that we are, um, that our, our beingness is validated enough to relax, you know? So this is like some really serious stuff. This is part of why just learning your moon and getting into moon stuff is so helpful. (laughs) Because it's like all this stuff that's under the surface. And just because you see it doesn't mean it goes away, but at least you can see it and start tending to it. So I associate... Like we associate the moon with the past, with a mother or caregiver energy. How it's like, it has to do with like, how were we nurtured? How were you attuned to? Like really attuned to, were you seen, you know? Like, did you feel loved at just like the, at, at a basic level of your beingness? Um, did you feel that you belong? Did you know how you belong? And, um, the, the degree to which we have uncertainty in these, in these realms 
a lot of what we can see in the chart is the the things that we do, the things that we need, the behaviors that have come up, the patterns, the habits that we've established in our lives in our efforts to get secure. And so seeing how like, oh, this is a moon thing. Oh, this is, this is, this is tied to my moon. That's immediately helpful because then you can uncouple a little bit from like just the pure, like I've got to get this security and like, that's just driving you, you know, to like a place where you can look at it and be like, oh, I see what's going on. I'm feeling really insecure right now and this is related to my moon. Because once you can detach a little bit and uncouple from your moon's desire, you can at least not act in the world from an unconscious place, you know? (sighs) And so to me, I think about the moon in terms of inner child healing And more appropriately, I would like to say just like being in deep communion, conversation, and relationship with all of your younger selves. And that includes yesterday. Because sometimes when we say inner child, like we're thinking like seven-year-old or something or like baby teeth child, you know, like it doesn't have to be that. Like I probably work just as much with my teenager and college selves as I do younger selves. So a huge thing we're doing in the moon to moon class, the whole middle module is going to be all about working with time, particularly with the past so that you can develop skill around how to work with the presence of this moon that's going to be there. We don't get rid of our moon. The moon doesn't stop having the moon's perceptions of the world. (laughs) We just get better at like going, oh, this is my moon thinking that I'm not safe. Okay, let's talk to my moon. And like helping your moon get updated on how you're, you're okay, you know? So something that I've said In my journal, I wrote it, and I think I used it for promo for my previous moon class off strength years ago. Show me your moon, and I'll show you your story for safety. (laughs) It's pretty catchy, right? I'll say it one more time. Show me your moon, and I'll show you your story for safety. It's got a little swagger to it. I don't actually, uh, as a reader, tend to tell people who they are, right? I'm just the, it's just a clever saying, but like, it is just, it's where we can spend a lot of time in readings because most of us are walking around with some very scared younger parts, very uncertain if we're lovable. Um, very fearful that safety is possible in this world. And so it's like, if you're, if you, if you're going to the astrologer because you want to learn about, you know, relationships or your career or whatever, we can talk about that, but how's your moon doing? You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like... (laughs) How are you at a moon level though? Because at a moon level, like this is where we can really prop ourselves up. It's like, but we do it like from below and from within. Because so much of what we're learning to do with our moon is not to rely completely on outside circumstances and other people to get us that security and validation that we're craving Now, I'm not anti-validation, you know, unshaming the desire for validation. But I am, 
I have, it's just like, wow. People can say it again and again, and it can be hard to hear this idea that like, nobody's going to love you like you can love you. And nobody's going to validate you the way you can validate yourself. And no one can abandon you if you know that you can't be abandoned because you have you. (laughs) It's like, uh, it, it really is so true. And this is moon work. This is moon work. This is moon to moon. So, um, yeah, when, when you look at a chart, like we don't need a chart, like we don't need a chart for this. Let me just say that you, it's, it's intuitive. Intuitively, the moon is intuition, right? Intuitively, you know, you know what you do for emotional security safety, love, and validation. You know where the fears are. But the language of astrology is so helpful because it it like flowers this beauty. It just blooms with truth. And it like, it allows us to get closer and more intimate with what is here for us. And it allows us to feel connected to something, whether you're connected through the cosmic body, connected through the planets, connected to the astrologer as a being too. And in feeling connected, you're already like soothing this deep moon craving to belong. Because moon has a lot to do with home and belonging. And what I like to say is that emergence astrology to me is about cultivating a home inside of yourself for astrology to live. So astrology is inside of you. You cannot be abandoned by the cosmos. And because the moon is so close to us, like it's such a visceral presence, like it actually literally pulls on our waters. The moon is the easiest planetary body to feel this kind of deep, deep presence with, this deep connection to. And that connection that you can feel to the actual literal moon is the connection that I invite you to put inside of yourself the moon inside yourself, the moon self is how I like to talk about it. So, you know, when I look at a chart, the moon's going to be one of the first things I'm going to look at because it's going to be giving so much information about the undercurrents of this person's reality, you know, the under, and maybe the things that are not so conscious and also the things that have a lot to do with um, where reparenting may be really helpful. Now, when I say reparenting, I don't mean that you had bad parents, quote unquote. But no, no matter what, there are limits to what our human parents can give us. There are limits to what they can be attuned to at a given moment. So we all have experienced the sense of being not fully seen and the moon in the chart can represent like things that we do to try to get seen things that we do to try to get the validation and the security like what does validation even feel like to you what do you want and we're all so unique so like even as a parent you can be parenting to the moon that you have and the, the moon the, to the things you wanted, but then your kid is a totally different moon and they may have some totally different set of needs, you know? So learning about the moons of the people you live with is really, really helpful because it helps you understand like this is what's going on beneath the surface of what this person needs, you know? And for me to be thinking that they that what they need is um, 
like more of a, like a grounded sense of connection. And what they really need is to feel free to say no. And they need, they, they need to feel liberated to kind of like follow themselves. Like then we're, that's a misread, <laughs> right? Usually we can attune to this anyway. Again, we don't need astrology for this. It's just so helpful and so beautiful. Hmm. You know, I think about with the moon that like in the chart, but also just generally beyond the chart, that like, I think so many of us, I know this in myself, this feeling like if I could just get to blank, or if I could just get to this place where I feel like blank, then I'll fill it in, like be okay. Then I will know I'm safe, you know? And usually, however you would fill that sentence in, it's going to look like your moon placement, you know, in many ways. or the And that includes not just the sign, not just the house, but it includes any aspects the sign makes to other planets, like the conversation points that it's in with other planets. So um, like your moon sign by itself may fall short to you if that's all you've heard. And you're like, well, kind of, you know, because it, it is more complicated than just the moon sign. But then you can also just learn so much from just the sign itself. Um, it just kind of continues opening the more you study your chart and the more you fall into the language and let it hold you. You know, that this idea that if you could just get to a place where blank, then you'll feel okay, that's inherently not lunar because the lunar is cyclical. The lunar is not linear. And so there is no getting to some place where you're like, well, looks like I don't have to worry about that anymore. (laughs) I laugh because I have... So many times, just like, if I could just blank, it's going to be great. I just won't worry about that anymore. You know, I'll be fine. It's like, well, what if there, that's not going to happen? So how would you like to feel safe differently? Like, what if getting safe is not about getting anywhere? You know, it's just being here, being with your body. So, um, yeah, I, for my part, you know, I'll just share from my personal experience because I know it can be helpful. You know, first it was like your moon is in Capricorn. Like if your needs are getting met, you feel, you know, and then you fill in the blank for like Capricorn skillful words, like you feel like um, you're achieving things. Like you feel like your life has purpose. You feel like you're building something. You feel like you're working towards a goal that makes you feel really good, you know? And then if your needs are not being met, you may feel like fill in the blank then for unskillful adjectives of that sign. You know, this is what I do in my workbooks. Like if you get your the Living the Signs workbook for your moon sign, you can do these types of exercises and really like understand your moon. And so it's like, if I'm, if Britain's needs are not being met, you know, I'm like being controlling. I'm like, uh, fixated on my to-do list. You know, I'm, I'm being like this hypervigilant manager. My inner critic is way on high volume. And, you know, reading all this, when I first found my chart, it was like, well, those things sound true. <laughs> Um, And then it was like, and you may express this in the affairs of life that have to do with, and it's like fill in the blank, which house, you know, 10th house, your career, your public reputation, what you're known for, you know, like having your moon in the 10th house is basically wanting the most public forms of validation possible. 
like that validation may be way more important from the broader sense of the village than from, you know, a friend. And the sense of like then how, how to care for that moon is like helping, helping my moon with its, um, like the hyper manager that's like running the show, you know, like that has been a lot of my lunar work is working with the parts of me who turned on in times when I was going through grief and trauma and like just wild, intense, um, too much for someone to be taking at once. My managers were just like, B, I got it. I got this. I'm just going to get the job done for you, you know? And so like the way I teach this is loving those parts of you that now you may be like, shit, I wish my manager would chill out, you know, your your inner manager, but I'm not going to be mean to that part of me. Why? Because that part of me kept me alive. That part of me got me through college somehow miraculously. (laughs) Like, how did this diploma land in my hand? And I like did pretty well, actually. Thank you, manager. You know, Um, these parts of us that turned on to keep us somehow safe and secure when we were younger they are actually our superpowers. They're connected to our superpowers. And it's like, what's, what I feel is true is that we can cultivate this different relationship with these parts of us, which, are, which is to work with our younger selves in partnership and in respect and in love. And then... Um, the superpower begins to come through. And then I am someone who like deeply commits and is deeply devoted. And like people know when I say that I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing with you. We're going to do this thing together. As long as I'm connected to the purpose and I understand why it's important, you know? And, um, that moon shows up publicly but the ultimate validation has to come from me, you know? And shifting, like, where the validation ultimately needs to come from or where the security ultimately has to come from is, the, is a big thing with the moon. Uh, again, validation feels amazing. And also, first it comes from us. And that's a big piece of supporting our moon self. So the intricacies of all of that, I'll lay out way more in the course, or if you have a reading with me, if you want to work with me one-on-one, or if you want to come learn astrology with me, we'll go deeper, but that feels, here, just let me tune in. Yeah, what, what feels like being said Just inviting everyone into deep respect. Um, Talking to someone. Talking with someone about their moon is... uh, a privilege of intimacy and it is meant to be done in care and in awe. It's a very human placement, even as it's mysterious. Everyone has a moon. Yeah. I'm inviting everyone just just to really feel into 
that when you're whoever you're whoever you're talking astrology with and you're talking about their moon like that is a that's a deep space and there may be pain there and there may be a lot of experience of lack of attunement there may be a lot of fear and insecurity about belonging and so it's like gentle you know it's 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 not just for entertainment you know <laughs> it's like whoa this is some deep stuff this is much more tender zone than the sun you know um it's 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 what they've been through they they may not even remember it all you know and like when you're talking with someone about what they've been through in their human life, like, whoa, that's intimate. That's so intimate. I think the more, like, we all respect the depths of what the moon carries in ourselves and with one another the more we can make a loving world, you know? And that's why it's fucking important to me to talk about the moon. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you have any questions. Yeah, I... um, Yeah, I'm just so, so grateful that my life has changed from the moon talking to me. Thank you. If you are hearing this and it's September 10th or before and you want to join Moon to Moon, Come on in. If it's past that date, no worries. Um, But I hope that this was helpful to you. Thank you for being here. If you love Moon to Moon and you haven't left a review, I hope you will think about doing that today. Please reach out if there's anything you want to connect on. And other than that, I will see you at the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.